out of way. Next week we'll have part of your finals, which this week what I'm gonna ask you to do is just get me a essay on how well you liked the class and what you liked about it. And hopefully we wanna just meet at the cafe down here and if maybe Pastor Jeff want to open up down there, we'd rather go down there to his spot. But For next Thursday? Next Thursday. Find so find that out. I would love to open it up and let me check with Pastor Yeah, Jeff. yeah. That's what, so See if they're gathering. If they're not, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, we can go down there and just sit around the table, have a little fellowship. It's our last class. Great, great semester. Great job to all of you. And um, I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas, too, as well, right? Because next week is our last class, and I won't be seeing you after that. But um, think about the reason for the season. Jesus Christ has brought us to this point, and we really just had a blessed year, you know, in our Bible college, and you have just really been faithful, and because you've been faithful, God's faithful to you. Praise God. Amen. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Kept us all year long. Bless the Lord. Yeah, so we're excited about that. So our class this evening, I'm going to be teaching out of John chapter 15. Uh, verse 8 in uh, John 13, verse 35. And for our, for our topic for tonight, it's called it's Method of Evangelism. Method of Evangelism. So when you look at John chapter 15, uh, verse 8, you know, this verse is very powerful because it really unpacks, like, what Jesus is speaking here to his disciples. And he says this in this verse, he says, you know, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples, right? And, um, you know, by this people, people will know you are my disciples, uh, how you love one another. And it's shocking when we look at John chapter 13 verse 35 and that verse here when it says this over here I love that because that's this was the way he put it together right looking back and he says in um, you know John 13 35 he says by this all will know that you are my disciples if you what love. have love for one another isn't that good yeah, yeah it's 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 a, it's an amazing verse that we read the love of in John 13 35 is a picture uh, as fruit right uh, that's what that is representing here which means you know um, the text has come like full circle and uh, is showing how strategic it is for disciples to love each other as Christ right uh, Christ's method of evangelism to the lost is that we love each other Man, that's pretty good, huh? Yeah, because it's, it's interesting. Our, met, our method is our message. That's what I want you to grab out of that, right? Our method is our, is our message. Loving one another as Christ loved us. Loving people where they're at, right? And um, see, our, there's, uh, there's other methods and techniques we use to reach people. You know, absolutely. And they can be good, right? I mean, like, you know, if I'm going to talk to somebody, you know, I've got a way I want to interact with them or meet with them. Or if I want a, a church to grow, 
Um, I can use like what we call internet. We can use, you know, various techniques. And those are methods. But Christ's method was the message, right? And he used these disciples really to demonstrate uh, between them the love of God. So when people see them, they will know what? That you are my disciples. <laughs> isn't that good? That's good, isn't it? By the way you love each other, by the way you love one another. And so, but when I'm talking to you tonight, I'm talking to you about a supernatural method, right? Uh, even though we have methods that we use to reach people and evangelize people, but this supernatural method was what Christ was talking about here. Sharing the gospel, fellowship between one another. And people will see our love and then they will uh, be drawn to our message that uh, what we want is uh, people to be drawn by the supernatural of God's life between us. Right? So when people see our life between us, then all of a sudden, like, they want that life. You know, we've seen this in our ministries uh, so much when we go to the coffee shop or we gather together for a lunch wrap or we you know, go somewhere where we just sat down and we all of a sudden we just are talking about the message. And between us, there's this love that just zooms out from the supernatural God and then people are attracted to you, right? That's a method of evangelism. I don't know if you knew that or not. And then from that whole setting, uh, there's fruit being bore from our lives because our lives is actually speaking to other people by the way we handle each other. And I think that's what's missing in, I think, a lot of our churches. It's missing in our families. It's missing in our communities that there's no love for one another. We say we love one another, but then there's no action behind our love. It's just words, right? Lip service. Lip service. But there's no uh, coming together, you know, breaking bread, fellowship, right? You know, that's that Acts 2, 42 through 47. Right, and then when when that's missed, all of a sudden there's no church, because that's what builds the church is our life in us is the church. So wherever we go, people will know who we are. Right? They don't have to come to a building to know who we are because our life is speaking as we go about our daily day. You know, spending time with each other. You know, uh, loving one another as uh, Christ has loved us. And then that love between us is something so supernatural that God's given us that it's rarely, rarely used as a method to reach people, you know. And um, so we don't want you to miss that out of all of our classes when I'm, you know, wrapping it all up. That, that's, that's our life. And that's our uh, method of evangelism is through Christ's life, you know, working through us together. And so that's a beautiful and people people will know this when you talk to them that you are a disciple of Christ, how we love. They'll know, you know? Like you don't have to prove it that you are a Christian. You don't have to raise up your red flag and says, I'm born again, right? They're gonna know when you ever had somebody say to you, man, there's something different about you. And I just can't quite figure out what it is. Well, it's the life that's being lived through you uh, as a fruit of another, right? who is uh, your husband, and um, you're abiding in this person, and the person is Christ, right? 
And we see that as in verse 15, I mean chapter 15, verse 9. He says, as the Father loved me, I also have what? Loved you. Abide in my love. And verse 10, he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Boy, see, there's a lot of things happening here, isn't it? You know, I abide in my Father's love, and you abide in my love, and together we abide in the love of God. And Hey, wow, and then our fellowship is rich, then our life is amazing together, and then all of a sudden, you know, fruit bore out of this whole tree, right? Out of this whole vine we're connected to, Jesus Christ. And we're like, how did that happen? Amen. Amen? Because of what God's done right through the supernatural. So it's very important in our method of evangelism that we learn to love one another as Christ has loved us. Uh, so we are the examples of that people can see in our community. You know, um, they can see in the body of Christ when they come to visit us at our uh, assemblies. You know, they walk in and they sense something here that they want to be a part of. Uh, they want to come back. Or they want to be friend, a friend with you, or they want to have lunch, or or they want to just spend time with you, is because there's something that's coming from your life that's an example from the love that you have in Christ, and Christ has in you. Because if you abide in me and I in you, then the next verse it says in eleven it says, "These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain what in you, and that." Your joy may be filled. Boy, filled with Christ's joy is so awesome. And when people think about like being filled with God's joy, I call that the joy of finished work, right? Like I don't need happiness anymore based on how I feel about you or how you feel about me because now I have a finished work, you know, fruit uh, of the Spirit you know, love, peace, joy, that now I can express no matter what's going on. I have joy. Praise God. Because why? Christ abides in me. I abide in him. And now my example to you is my joy. Boy, that's a good one. That's the spirit right there. It wasn't even thought of. And that's what we want to uh, have exuded out of us in our communities, our world, our cities, our nations, even in Christmas seasons. Uh, I think Christmas is one of the hardest times for people because they think about the loved ones they may not be with. They think about the things they've lost, uh, financial difficulty, uh, relationship problems, and uh, children issues, whatever the case may be. Uh, these seasons is not always jolly for a lot of people. But for us, it's a great thing because our uh, hope and trust has never been in people, but it was always in the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Why we celebrate Christ because he's gave us this joy. He's gave us this life uh, that we can abide in. And all of a sudden, the Father's glorified through our life, our character, and it's Christ. And now that method in this holiday, it's going to say a lot to somebody when you go up to them and see them. Right? Because they're going to need your expression of love. They're going to need, they're going to, they, they're going to want to be a part of that, that vine uh, that, you, that you abide in, that they want to abide in with you. 
And that's why our fellowship is so crucial when we come together, right? And that's so good that, you know, um, I was thinking how truly important it was, like, to reach out to people, you know, and reaching out to people, you know, how connected we are to the source giver of love uh, coming from Jesus Christ that we can now give to people, and it's for real, right? It's not superficial. Love you, brother. Love you, sister. They're just words, right? But we ask you to have a real source of love that really will come in and love people who's not been loved, who feels uh, lonely, who's depressed, who's hopeless. And now all of a sudden, because we are connected to the source, it's like plugging this, you know, this phone or this uh, light in and all of a sudden it lights up, right? But if I unplug it, there's no source for the light to come on. And see, when we're plugged into the Christ and then all of a sudden people plug into us because they're in darkness, then all of a sudden this light comes out and they light up. We light them up for Christmas. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a good one on Summer Rose. <laughs> How you like that one? Yeah, we can light up people's lives because we have the joy and we have the source and it's Christ. And because we have that, we have to be able to let our life shine in the darkness. We can't no longer want to hide our life under a bushel and play it safe and be cool and not be around people because of what the world is saying. Be very careful. Be safe where you go. And then all of a sudden, you've been, you've been disconnected from the source giver that's wanting to give life to people, right? And that's what we call the method of evangelism is being out, plugging into people, right, with what we have. And that's Jesus Christ. We have a message, right? And that message is our method of you know, coming through our source giver and the way we communicate with people, no matter how bad things look, no matter how difficult your situation might be. We got a fixer. We got somebody that knows everything. And uh, he is connected to me and, and I am connected to him. So Jesus Christ, he made us his disciples. He taught us in Bible college this year his message. Uh, he uh, demonstrated his love to his disciples by the things he did around groups of people, how he cared for them, how he went about healing people, how he went about just completely teaching us uh, how we are to walk in Christ, right? In the newness of life, this brand new way of looking at the way God sees things, right? And now all of a sudden we take on this character nature of how God sees things with people. And now all of a sudden, hey, we are the method. Boy, it's so easy, isn't it? I don't have to wake up and think about all the techniques and tools and how I'm going to win them and do all this. I've got Jesus Christ. And Christ is going to win them, right? And Christ has taught me the message. You know, Christ has demonstrated to me what real love is. So all of a sudden, now I'm walking in the supernatural. And all of a sudden, in my evangelistic day or people I meet, it's just so easy to have a connection with people. It's so easy why they want to be around you. It's so easy why they make a phone call to you and says, hey, I appreciate the words you shared with me. It's easy to want to be with the body of Christ because 
They have love there. They have fellowship. Right? They're breaking bread. Uh, they're, they're reading the Bible that comes alive, brings life to them. So uh, be mindful while you're here. And what you've completed in this semester is that out of all the things we've taught, we've taught the life of Christ being in evangelism, just like we are today because we are in him. Right? And um, when you go and preach and teach the gospel and, and the sick gets healed and those who are lost and we are clapping and we're asking God to give us fruit, right? We want to bear fruit this year. We want to look behind and see what remains behind our message because that's our method of reaching people is with the gospel. Uh, and the gospel is the good news. You know, what Christ has done for you. You know, he's he's... He's died on the cross for you and, and now you're planted in someone else that now all of a sudden you grow up and you remain in him. Wow, that's amazing. Three and a half years, Christ walked the earth. He bore much fruit, right? That's a, he did a lot in three and a half years. And God's looking back at our life and saying, hey, what are we doing with our life while we're here? Go bear fruit. You are my disciples because how you've loved me and now how you've loved one another. And then the word go comes in. That's the key. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Amen. And um, this is beautiful, right? Here is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So uh, shall you be my disciples. You know, trees have their seasons. And at certain times of the year when they bring forth fruit, right? That's what a tree does certain times. But a Christian is uh, uh, always for all seasons. Isn't that good? Big difference, huh? It's not, uh, I'll do this in the spring because uh, winter's too cold. Or I'll do this in the fall because summer I take vacations. No, uh, we are for all seasons. Uh, bearing fruit, you know, uh, different from what a tree does based on its seasons when it bears fruits, but we are to bear fruit in every season. Praise God. Ain't that good? Thank you, Lord God. And yeah, you know, churches uh, exist for nothing else but to draw men and women into the love of Christ. That's the only reason they exist. If we miss that because of all of the natural programs and, you know, uh, want to be the best church in the community. I want to be the biggest. You know, I want to have the best programs. Got to have the best music ministry. And we miss this whole reason why the purpose of us being assembled together is that we love one another and we will draw all men to Jesus Christ. Isn't that? Well, we just learned that principle, that practice about like, you know, evangelism, it takes the burden off of you that I've got to go do this and do that to win souls. No, we just have to gather together. Hebrews 10, 24, 25 more and let the scriptures of the Bible teach us how to remain. Right. And what we've been given Christ. Right. And never withdraw, disconnect, you know, uh, plan our own times of fellowship, evangelizing, you know, being with people, but let this be our life. 
And that's my message been our, through our class. Live this life, you know, uh, as a believer in Christ, not like the world believes, but like we believe in Christ and how Christ lived, and he was a great example for us to live by. Amen? Amen? Boy, that's a perfect pattern, right? If, if we're not doing that, all the cathedrals and pastors, missions, sermons, even the Bible itself are just simply a waste of time. I read the Bible, Pastor, every day. I pray four times a day. I pay my tithes, right? But I have no connection with people. I don't exhibit love from this source that's in me out to a world that's lost and dying that others might want to come and have fellowship with us so that now all of a sudden there's not only uh, some fruit, but there's much fruit, right? We want to uh, gather up this season coming in and the ones that's coming after this season. Every, every fruit that we can gather together that Christ has gave to us like literally, it's like picking grapes off the vine, you know? And man, you can eat them. My wife bought grapes the other night, and I'm telling you, I ate the whole bag. <laughs> Couldn't stop eating the fruit. <laughs> God, I'm like, God, this is so good. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, never getting full, but it's just so good just to just be able to just, to just you know, pick them off that little vine thing and, and she's, and then, then, then they was just brung to me, and it was like, oh. was she being <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like there's like a fun aspect of picking it off. It's, it, it is. You associate that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's yeah. A, I like that. It's a fun aspect of just picking them off, right? And that's the way it is now because you can't tell me people's hearts are not ready for a new life. That's what they're going to make all these new confessions in the new years. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to change this, and I'm going to change that. But now I believe in this particular season that God has got us ready because they're saying, I need God. I need something new. I've got my life is in a mess. I need help. I've got to reach out to the pastors. I've got to reach out to people I know that's, you know, I've been following Christ. So your light needs to come shining better then at the end of the year, people says, I just want to unwind for this for the rest of this year because I worked hard all year long. No, we are not unwinding. We are winding up because time is short. And we know as we see the Bible, right, Jerry? The lining up prophecy is lining up. We don't know when Jesus is coming back, but we do know that the fruit that he's said go bear, it's here. And it's here for us to go and get it and share it with one another and share it with other people. Don't let your families go to waste by not having a message for them. Evangelize them. Talk to them. Pray for them. Think about who's lost. Think about your neighbor. Think about you know per people in your workspace that you work with all year. Listen to their stories. Hear what's going on, little whispers, little chitter chatters, and you'll be surprised what your message that you have is the method that God gave you to reach them because it's not going to be you. It's going to be Jesus Christ. But he wants us to not be frozen because we've been what? Chosen. 
to take out the good news and uh, be that person, be that people for other people and not just have things that we simply do. I uh, read my Bible, which is a good thing, you know, but it's not it's not doing anything to reach the community that you live in. You know, God became a man in John uh, chapter one, verse 14, for no other purpose but to uh, seek and save the lost, sharing the good news about the grace of God to reconnect us to uh, an almighty God who really was hostile against us because of our sin, right? The fall of man, Adam. And Jesus said, I have to come, right? To bring this whole thing back together, I got to come save man. Man, thank you for this Christmas, Jesus, for doing that. We don't want to forget about the baby in the manger and celebrate the trees, you know, and celebrate the gifts and celebrate, you know, other people and there's no Christ. Because that grieves the spirit of God when we say we simply don't really uh, or we're not grateful for why you came and what your purpose was. And now that we see it for ourselves, this is easy to evangelize. It's easy what you've learned in this semester about the life of Christ and who he was. And he was an evangelist. So now it, I don't have to think about the different ways that I need to, you know, win a soul, right? Just he walked amongst them, right? He became flesh and they knew it not that it was God himself that came. He was full of grace upon grace, right? That's what we are, full of grace upon grace. We walk amongst men and we're expecting Jesus Christ to draw all men to himself through our life because we're, love, we're in love with Jesus. We're in love with him. And then we love one another because we're in love with the lover. And then you can come in and be in love with him. And, you, and then we are loving him together and then all of a sudden there's this expression uh, in the darkness and darkness has to leave when we show up. Yeah, you ever have people not want you around them? You know, you're too bright. You're too joyful. You upset me, uh, Summer Rose. Every time I see you, you got a smile on your face. You're, you're like a, you know, a get-together people. And, you know, and you, you, make things, you make things happen when you come in our presence, you know. Then there's this crowd that just can't stand you when you walk in the room, right? Because they want what you have, but they don't want to ask you the question. Yay, right. yeah, man. Like, uh, what is it that makes you so happy every time I see you? can really upset, upset people. But that doesn't stop us from going and sharing the news, right? So, you know, um, one day a lady, um, and this was from D.L. Moody's writing, there's a book I was reading, and I like this story. Listen to this, he says, one day, he says, one day a lady, you know, criticized uh, him for his methods of evangelism. In, attempt, in, in his attempt to win people to Christ. So Moody replied to this woman, and he says, um, was, was, um, I agree. he said, I agree with you. I don't like the way I do it either, right? And so he said to her, now this is amazing. Tell me, how do you do it, right? And the lady replied, she says, I don't do it. <laughs> he says, well, 
tell you what, man. He says, I like my way of doing it better than your way of not doing it at all. <laughs> See how people can be critical of the way you do? He says, well, tell me how you do it. He had already discerned that she wasn't, a, that she wasn't doing anything, but she just didn't like D.L. Moody's way of approaching people about the gospel. And she was beginning to criticize him. That's what's going to happen to you. So if they say, well, what other way? If I don't do it, well, what other way do you do it? And they tell you, I don't do it at all. Well, I, I like my way better. <laughs> right? That's why we're doing it. Amen? So this is good for us to think about. Like, people are not going to like the way you approach them this, this season. Don't worry about it. Right? You're going for God, and God loves the way you're, you know, just showing a, a smile or a handshake, you know, how you doing today, right? And that is a part of the expression of God checking in on who you are and how you're feeling. Amen, boy, right? So go be a light for those who live in darkness in the Christmas season. Show them what it means to truly love. That's good, isn't it? Show them what it means by your light, you know, by your love. You know, be the example, right, to uh, people around you so that they know truly that you, have, you love God, right? You know, um, you know, I can go be a hand uh, that reaches out to, you know, uh, nursing home people, people that can't get out, shut in, right? Or somebody uh, walking into the grocery store, right? I can be a hand to those people or I can be a smile. Right? If you love smiling, let it be your best smile. Right while you're getting hit in the ribs. Right? Ah! Yeah, yeah. Ah! That's a good reason. Ah! Pull it back when you get hit. It's like, hey, boy, take a shot and laugh at it. Ah! Right? Man, smile. It's like, man, he just took a hit and he's smiling. What? That, 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 that's contagious, you know? That's my signature, by the way, when the devil's hitting me all the time. I, you see me smiling all the time, it's because I'm getting hit much. Right? So I don't have time to like frown. They're like, ah! They're like, ah! <laughs> you know, praise God. <laughs> yeah, boy. So, hey, that's your signature. If it's a handshake, hey, how you doing today? Let it be a handshake. If it's a smile, let it be a smile. Hey, if it's a laugh and a giggle, let it be a laugh and a giggle. Hey, if it's to be ears, let your ears hear what people are saying, right? But use them to the fullness. If it's in the coffee shop, Pastor Jeff, like you do beautifully all the time, and he makes this beautiful coffee, and then he puts these little lines through it, and it's like, oh, my God, I don't even want to drink this. I want to see if I can drink outside of the little things he makes on the top of the phone. But unfortunately, those lines have to come down with the coffee because that's what makes it good. But he makes really good coffee down there at the coffee shop, right? You know, may we all be brave enough to reach out and check in on those who hold back. Because the very people that's holding back, you're thinking they want no bother. But really, they do. Think about those who want no bother. You know, I find myself calling people at least four to six times. And if I don't hear back from them, I, that's, that's just something I love to do. I'm like, you know, I want them to know that I'm really, really seriously paying attention uh, to them as far as what they need to do, right? Or what I need to go do to visit them. Or maybe I need to spend time like just uh, hearing what's going on and they, they, they want to hide behind their, 
a situation where they want to hide behind their problem and they really just are shut out, you know? It means hold, they're holding back. But this means that when people are feeling down, chances are they, want, they won't actually come to find you. Right? So we say, oh, I don't see such and such. You know, well, they, they're not coming to look for you, so what should we be doing? Go look for them. Yes, Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. He went looking for the one. And if we don't see people that uh, has not been around or they once was there at some point, they may, chances are they're actually uh, wanting you to come find them. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah, you know, oh man, I wish somebody would call me. I wish somebody would visit me. I wish somebody would just t- could, could come and talk to me. They're actually wanting that in their heart. But because we think they're not wanting it, we think that we're off the hook. But really we're not. Right? Let's go find them. Let's think about who they are and, get, and see what we can say to them to give them some words of encouragement. Right? Encourage one another. Right? You know, as I loved you, love one another, and then go what? Encourage one another. Very important so for us to think about like in these days that we are seeing no encouragement, much discouragement, much discouragement. But we have a gift from God that the Holy Spirit will operate in our lives so that we can uh, go and encourage people. Right. So uh, John chapter 15 Verse uh, 13, it says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. Right? There's no greater love than this. So my life is, is really laid down, and there's, no, there's nothing greater than all of a sudden Jesus is talking to his disciples about using their life up. There's no greater life. Uh, 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 Jesus, uh, uh, he calls us his friend now, right? Uh, He no longer calls us a servant, but you are my friends. And now I lay my life down for you, Jesus Christ, so that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and however you want with it. No, there's no greater love than this. There's none. You know, can can we say that? You know, uh, in our Bible school, our Bible, as Bible students this semester, you've had a laid down life for Christ this semester. You had to sacrifice uh, uh, the world's uh, system and navigate your way through uh, to be with your friend. Right? And to be with your friends. And that's the life that we live now, laid down. Because when that life is laid down, all of a sudden, you know, um, this friend that we are of Christ, boy, uh, we're no longer servants. We're friends. You know, you don't have to, oh, I'm serving the Lord with all my heart. I'm serving him. And you see these people, I'm like, wow, thank God he's my friend. <laughs> yeah, he's my friend, you know. Come on in. Sit with me. Don with me. Learn, learn some things with me. I'm going to show you things and teach you things, friend, that like you wouldn't have known if you 
didn't spend time uh, just serving me. You know, I'm just serving God. I'm serving God, but I don't have a relationship. But now that I'm a friend, I have a relationship with God. And all of a sudden now we're, we're, he's sitting down and giving me things that's on his mind. And he's telling me things, right? Uh, I hear uh, things that, you know, ears and eyes had not heard or seen before. And now all of a sudden our wisdom, when we talk to people, we become the method of Christ speaking through us because we got Christ's mind and his thoughts about you that nobody knew uh, but them. And you say things to people, and they say, how'd you know that? My friend told me. Yeah, can that good? Well, who's your friend? Jesus. He told you that about me? Yeah. (laughs) He loves you. It's not judgment. It's not condemnation. Right? It's grace. It's mercy. It's truth. My friend told me that. Wow. And I'm here to extend my friend's uh, invitation to you so that you too now can have a friend and he'll talk to you like he talks to me and touch your heart and you will touch other people's hearts because it's his heart that we touch other people's with their heart. And Jesus wants to touch your heart today. He calls you uh, his friend. Amen. So, you know, um, no, verse 15, it says, no longer do I call you a servant for a servant does not know what his master is doing. See how that goes? <laughs> we know what the master is doing because we are his friend. Praise God. So, hey, hey, pastor, how do you know uh, what to do? Uh, because my friend is telling me what to do. I don't have to second guess that we need Bible college here in Wilmington. I don't have to second guess that we need to gather together more because my friend said it, right? Gather together more, yeah, amen? Uh, go out and be with people more, you know? Uh, uh, receive grace more, right? Mercy uh, more, and then be, go be a giver of more, than you've done before. That's what my friend is saying. And he gave it all, right? So praise the Lord. You are friends for all things that I've heard from my father. I have made known to you. So when he taught his disciples the things from his father, he didn't hold back some things and tell them uh, little things. He's he says, I, I made known to you all things what my father have told me. That's pretty personal, isn't it? That's pretty deep, right? So that you can go uh, and out, and when you go out and bear fruit, I have made this known to you who I am, right? And what I've done, because I've taught you uh, here uh, in Wilmington, Delaware, through the scriptures, you know, my life, you know, I've showed you what I've done, you know, I've showed you who I am, right? I've been there in your deepest, darkest moments, and I bought you through when nobody else was there. You know everything. And boy, thank you, God, for this, that, that, that knowing tonight that I'm walking with uh, Christ and I know, right? 
And he says in verse 16, and this is beautiful here, and this is where we're going to come into our close tonight. You know, it's interesting when people tell you what they want to do for God, isn't that? Ah, I'll pray about it. Let's go talk to some people. I don't know if God's leading me to do that. <laughs> right? Uh, let me get back with you. You know, let me think about that. Right? And they almost make themselves their own throne where they're sitting on it, on their own hearts, deciding how they want to go for God. But God said this in this beautiful part, part here to his disciples in verse 16. He said, you did not cho choose me. He says, but I have chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do what? Give me all things. Boy, go, chosen, right? And bear fruit and uh, it shall remain from uh, your life that's been chosen. You see, when my life has been chosen by a supernatural God, and uh, I yield to that principle here, then all of a sudden, God knows what's on my heart, right? And God says, whatever you will ask, he says, I'll give it to you. Are these the things that will take me away from God or is it going to be the things that's going to really bring me deeper in with him? Ask God for those things, to know God. Ask God for more wisdom. Ask God for more understanding. Ask God for a love that you don't have that is unconditional. Ask God for mercy and not judgment. Right? And God says, I'll give you those things. Whatever you ask my father for, I'll give it to you. What the father gave me, I've given to you. And you can have more of that. Right? Just simply ask me. And God says, I'll give you all things. Wow. So, verse 17. These things I have commanded you that you love one another. That's where we finish up at, from where we started. Amen. So it comes back full circle. The method of evangelism through Christ in the beginning with his disciples. Go love one another. And by this, all will know that you're my disciples. And then we go through this whole, you know, these verses and we come right back to this end part here. Uh, command you that you love one another. It's a command. It's not an option. Love, love you if you do, do good. Uh, love me if the conditions are right. I'll love you if you love me right the way I want you to love me. No, no, it's not. It doesn't work that way. Sorry. That's not, that's a conditional love, Right. But the unconditional love that Christ gave to us, now he's commanding us because we have the love of him in us that now we can go and love people unconditional no matter who they are, where they are, and what they've done without having some predisposition of what they look like, what they wear, and how they act. And then all of a sudden, our love is based on uh, conditions. Jesus says, no, I've commanded this love. And that is a very good thing to remember. Very good thing to remember because people are so, you know, sight uh, people and they hold back 
the very thing that that person needs from them is the love of God. And they say, oh, brother, I hope that brother makes it or that sister makes it. They're in bad shape. And God said, why do you think I showed you that? Let your love be commanded to go love them as I have loved you. So um, that's our Bible college uh, semester for this evening, you know? And, and keep this in mind is before I go here, is that you got to remember, people are not always going to feel like burden you, right, with their problems. But if you go to them, they just might trust you enough to let, let go, right, and, and let you help them. Don't wait for people to say, I need help. They, 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 they're too burdened. And when they're too burdened, uh, they, they, they find themselves letting go and trusting you uh, so that you can help them. Yeah, but uh, the day people don't want to help one another, they're too busy uh, thinking, I got my own situation. I can't barely take care of my own self. And they're so worried about their own things that really when you go help somebody else, Jesus Christ comes in and he takes care of your burdens anyway. Yeah, he knows you got them. But when I help other people with what I do have or don't have, Jesus Christ meets my needs some way. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. So don't worry about the things you possess or don't possess. Just know that you've been commanded, right, to love one another. And that's what Christ is saying. My method of evangelism is, is go bear fruit through my love. Amen. Thank <clears throat> you.